This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin. Mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. I got her gun point. Two five four forty forty eight. Okay, yeah, I need you to hear now. Oh, welcome. Oh, welcome, Kent. What was that? Oh, that was just my air horn. <laughs> it just sounded distant. Like it sounded sounded uh imposing and macabre because of distant like it was your that, that time it felt kind of silent hillish yeah it was like Whatever. it was in the fog in a, in the distance through a through a thicket of uh deciduous trees you know sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you you know how it be hey how are you <laughs> uh i mean i could be worse yeah. i could definitely be better reminds me of an old quote but probably fine, and if it's not, yes, whatever is going on won't kill you, but make you stronger. Through and through, and it's like Norm Macdonald says that quote. That's not true. It turns out Norm Macdonald says that whatever doesn't kill you makes you weaker, and will probably kill you the second time around. It's that's true. Something's happened with us. You think about it like back in the 1800s, people would eat wheat bread and they they got stronger. They literally got stronger. You know, they ate bacon. And that's because the, and lift. it's because the fucking like expected age, like the life expectancy was like 33. So you're like, yeah, you're eating the bread at 24. You are going to get stronger. That's nature. Yeah, but they were as strong as a wheel of oxen. Until they died. Yeah, of the plague. Yeah, something that really sweeps out your legs, you know. But until then, it was like, hey, Jebediah, could you come help me lift this log cabin? And he's like, perfunctorily, yes. I don't even know if he knew what that word meant. But he also, he would set down his little chalk math tablet. And he would say, third grade teacher, I'll be back in a moment. And then he would leave with you and go and lift a cabin. Right. What are we talking about today, y'all? Yeah, I feel like we already got off. And you know what? Yeah. I'm going to get right into it. Today, we are talking about a former corrections officer. Oh. And not one, but two criminal cases against him. Okay. First, we're going to be diving into a little... case that he was involved in in 2018. Okay. And a subsequent trial that ensued. And then we're going to talk about another one. Can you see why they have not hired me as a Dateline writer? I absolutely can. Yes. It's glaringly I, obvious. I've been really trying to, you know, kind of do that writing where you're hiding the ball until the very end. And then people are like, what? Let's start with the first case that took place in July 18, okay? Okay. This incident started with a car crash 
that led to an arrest. And there's 911 call audio of a woman being held in the call. All right, so we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this, but I have a question for you. Do you know, like, you worked in a, you worked in a, um, what were we, a penal colony? Um, that was in college. And then you uh, moved to a... And then I got into corrections. Yes. So in corrections, yeah. did you have a gun? No. No, they don't. No, that would be very dangerous. So a corrections officer... So a corrections officer wouldn't, by standard, have a gun. No, absolutely not. A taser, uh, mace. Yeah. Um, but no but, gun. Yeah, I was a corrections officer, corrections officer 2014, 2015, and 2016. Those are dates, right? I feel like, I feel like somehow we segue into 2014, the year 2015, and the year 2016. Yeah, thanks for the podcast version of your LinkedIn profile. Not quite sure what that has to do with anything, but so no gun, basically. No Talk. gun. No. No All gun. Right. So let's listen to this 911 call, and I'm going to stop being mysterious. And I'm just going to you know, I'm gonna let it fly. Are you ready to hear this? I think so. You're not, but here we go. Okay. Monday. July 9, 2018, 1859 and 22 seconds. Get out of the car. Get down on the ground. Get down on the ground. Get down on the ground. 911, what's your emergency? Deputy Tubes here. Off duty. I'm still in uniform. I have subject around me. I'm at uh, Cross Street. I'm at Cross Street. Uh, let me get you an address here. I'm at three cross. Three me. Three. Three. I got her gun point. Two five four forty forty eight. Okay. I need units here now. I need units here now. She and ran me. She, she blew through a stop sign. She blew through yard. You guys had three cross street. A male on 911 advises that someone rammed him. Don't you move or I will shoot you. At this point. Okay, what's your name? Deputy Toops, Crawford County. Okay. I need officers here now. Okay, three they're on their way. Off. Oh, behind her, she laid her brakes on me, she rammed me. Okay, she hit you with her car? She hit me with her car, I don't okay. know anyway. Don't move, I will shoot. Keep your hands thrown down. Okay, you keep advising that you will shoot if you move. No, you're not doing anything, you stay thrown down. I need units here now. I need units here now. Jason, did she tell you what her name was? No, I haven't made contact. I just got a redundant point. Is her vehicle still there? 
yeah, we got her. We got her vehicle here. She led for me. She backed into me. She. I was coming down County Line, going home, and she just locked her brakes up, and I slammed into the back of her, and then I tried to stop her, and she totally rammed the front end of my car. Okay. So you hit the back of her, and then she... She locked her brakes up. I was just driving along 55 mile an hour. She hit her brakes, locked up. She sped through a driveway in a grass yard up on County Line. And it just went south from there. Okay. And then after she locked her brakes up, then she... No, she ran me. She rammed me. She rammed the front end of my car. I need to hide. Where's the guys at? Well, they were clear on the east end, so they're on their way. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. Stay. Keep your hands out. Keep your hands out. Two five hands. Are you close? What about why? Put your hands out why? He's screaming at the 43. Head down! Head down! What do you mean, get there? Let me know if you want me to break. Do you hear them, Jason? No, I don't. Okay. We're a three croft. Three croft. I got them on the way. Alright, I hear them now. Okay, I'll just keep you on the phone until they get there. Okay, that'll be good. You're clear. Do you see him pulling in right I there? I got him, yeah. I got him. All right, I'll let you talk to him. All right, All right okay. Can I All take right. a <clears throat> stab at what happened here? Yes. Yeah. You take, said this is an off-duty corrections officer. Uh-huh. So I'm going to make a guess at what he was driving. Because this is a wannabe cop. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a Chevy Avalanche. And I think that guys like this, and this is micro penis syndrome. Um, like in a big truck, no offense, up. Mm-hmm. And he's riding her ass. That's what it sounds. This is, and I've wanted to do this before. I think we've all, somebody rides your ass. You just, I'm going to lock this fucking thing up and let him just crumble the back of my vehicle. Because if she just locked it up, he should have had time to stop. Right. And that's, I think, kind of nationally the law. Like, if you rear in somebody, isn't it always the person that hits the other person's fault? So, good question. Uh, Brake checking in the state of Ohio is actually illegal. Yeah, no shit. I know that. That's illegal, I think, probably in every state. But I hate people that ride asses. So much to the point that if I'm riding behind somebody and I see that they're riding the ass of the person in front of them, I will get like a cunt hairs between the front of my bumper and their back bumper. I'll start riding their ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Let me let me adjust. So I think that he has probably uh, been riding her ass. She locked it up. 
and then chaos ensued, and then uh, rent a cop or wannabe cop here started trying to go punish her and taking the law in his hands. And that's what I think happened, and that's what I'm going with for now until I get more information. Yes. Um. So he is driving in a Chevy uh, Avalanche. Yep. <laughs> Close. A tan, which could also be translated as like the military earth, you know, color. Uh, of the, course. This, yeah. Uh, 2007 Toyota Tacoma. Okay. Oh, got a Second <laughs> Amendment sticker on the back window. Got a blue line flag. Yeah. Going. Got one of those hats that has the camo American flag on this hat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cryptic Never served flag. a day in his life in the military. Got a notch out of the uh, the bill of the hat, so when he goes and looks through his scope on his rifle, the notch, the hat doesn't get in the way. Yeah, it's got a fish hook on it. Yeah, fish hook. Yeah, he's got a he's got a lot that he's not supposed to have. So he can, when he's impersonating cops, he can just reach in and slap it on the roof of his Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. He's got, got a seven. That's when he's not riding lumen. somebody's ass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's him so far in a nutshell. Um, Fuck this so guy. In the audio, you can hear Deputy Toops. So yeah, again, again, we're talking about a corrections officer. So interestingly enough, uh, as a as a uh, crossing guard, uh, similar to how you were in Kentucky, um, in Ohio, they actually are are. Did you say crossing guard? A service weapon. They're given service weapons in that same line of duty. So you should maybe consider a cross grade from Kentucky to Ohio. Also, let's consider the fact that this is Ohio. So are we are we surprised? That yeah, they I think get everybody weapons? in Ohio has issued a service weapon. Yeah, I think you get it when you're no eight. matter your dollar general red cash right. register, no matter what you're doing, they issue a service weapon. There's two check boxes on the lunch form in third grade. It's like, do you want free lunch? Check here. Do you want a service weapon? <laughs> Pretty sure that's. But just to clarify, this guy wasn't on duty, right? He was off duty. He yeah, was well, so why does he have it on? His, he was wearing his uniform, badge, and service weapon when he ordered this woman out of the vehicle. Was he on his way to or from work? You know, I don't know if he was even on his way to or from work. The The feeling I get was uh, Deputy Toops was probably wearing this uniform all the time. <laughs> yes. For situations just, that, just like this. Yeah. So you can hear him on the call. He's got her at gunpoint. She's on the ground. He's telling her not to move or he will shoot. Yeah. So it doesn't take a whole lot of rocket surgeons to figure out the fact that this guy is not the sharpest drawer on the pool table. He, yeah, this is Doofy from Scary Movie. Yeah, because there is – he is eight miles away from proper restraint of a person in this situation. The only reason he would even – a cop would even have a service weapon drawn in this case is if she was still in the car ramming stuff willy-nilly <laughs> using the car as a weapon. There's no way. There's no way. Also, I'm curious if as a security guard or whatever, library protector, whatever he was, he probably has handcuffs on him, right? So 
he's probably if you've got a gun and you don't have handcuffs, then that seems like a misstep. I just know that the, this is his wet dream is to be able to say, "I need units right now, right, right now." now. That's like I know this guy. Yeah, it's just like yeah. all he's ever dreamed about is to be able to say that. Yep. <sighs> okay, so so this woman had, according to him, rammed his vehicle. Uh, and I don't know if I would call it ramming your vehicle if if you're doing it from the front. That seems like a – I'm not quite sure that would be the insurance phrase that they would right. use. Anyway, so the Galleon Police Department officers responded to that 911 call and subsequently arrested Deputy Toots. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hold on. (laughs) On suspicion of a DUI. (laughs) (laughs) So to your question, was he headed to work or coming from work? No. He was already drunk, so still probably no answer to that. (laughs) Because I don't know. Does he drink at work and he's drunk or does he drink before work and come to – and he's drunk? Either way, I'm not excited about having him be the guy that helps me walk across the road <laughs> if I'm a prisoner. <laughs> ah, Anyway, so they show up. They do the thing and they grab him. They're like, hey, you stink of alcohol. They arrest him. He was transported to the Crawford County Sheriff's Office. Which he had never probably seen the inside of because he didn't – I don't know that he worked there. He probably – I think he worked at, uh, you know – The mall. A pl- yeah. I don't know. He probably had a uh, knockoff Segway that he drove around. Anyway, according to the Crawford County Municipal Court records, Toops was charged with operating a vehicle under the influence, having a weapon while intoxicated, and aggravated menacing – which that that right there, remember, we've talked about aggravated before. So menacing would be, you know, just uh, would be just, uh, oh, interesting. I'm getting a phone call coming through from the the tax commission. <laughs> I dread <Skip>. that phone call. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> <laughs> just let that one go to voicemail. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, gain your regain your composure. Uh I don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's aggravated the third menacing. time they've so, called today. So menacing in this case would have been the fact that he was just restraining – like imagine you get into a car wreck with somebody and you get out and throw the woman to the ground and hold her there. That would be considered menacing. Uh, While like hiccuping. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if you did it at gunpoint, that would add the aggravated. Mimosas! Uh, So uh, he had – earlier in that year, he had already pled guilty to one count of disorderly conduct and had to pay – uh, a waiver in municipal court. So let's let's head to the trial in this case. And I know how excited you are about trials, but this one's kind of interesting. Fast forward to the trial. August 2020, Toops is facing multiple charges, including proper hand, improper handling of a firearm, abduction, 
uh, OVI, uh, which I think OVI stands for Operating Vile Intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. Using weapons while intoxicated, aggravating menace, aggravated menacing and bribery, bribery and falsification. Quick side road on this one. Bribery and falsification in this case come about because his attorney at the time knew two women. And these two women, one of them he met at some convention and had an had a, a salacious relationship with the attorney gets these people to do some research they go behind his back and go to deputy toops old parents and hit them up for $4000 because they say they have evidence that's valuable and research in this case. So the old people are like, okay. And then it all comes to light that these people are trying to get money through this side channel from the attorney of Deputy Tubes. If that sounds confusing, it's because it is. One of them gets away, gets away, doesn't get, get uh, charged with anything or convicted. The other one is convicted and sentenced to three years for trying to leverage money from Deputy Tube's parents. The attorney is kicked off the case, and Toops gets a new attorney. So that's just a little side road in this whole weird thing. Uh, he was also – he and then uh, bribery and falsification, he was also <laughs> – uh, uh, charged with um, influencing witnesses. So that's a thing. So off the bat, we can see that uh, this guy isn't exactly a shy violet. Uh, you know, he is... A piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So after more than five hours of deliberation by the jury, Toops was acquitted on six of the seven charges, including improper handling of a firearm, abduction, OVI, using weapons while intoxicated, aggravated menacing, and bribery. He was he was he was acquitted of those, but he was he was found guilty on falsification charge, uh, which was a first degree misdemeanor in this case. So the defense team spoke with the Crawford County newspaper after that and their victor about their victory and they explained that the key to winning the case was the abduction charge and that the states didn't have the ability to prove impairment uh, so they 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 pressed on that one and because that was the real weak point in the case it kind of was the card that brought the whole stack of camels down on the back of the hay bale. Yeah, I don't know if that's a saying, but yeah. uh, the defense team also talked about the mistakes made by Lieutenant John Schoenfeld, who was a witness for the prosecution. Now, Schoenfeld admitted under testimony that he incorrectly informed the sheriff that Toops admitted to drinking two beers. 
Toops was adamant that he drank nothing. Later, Schoenfeld alerted the sheriff to his mistake and did not include it in his report. Uh, they categorized, the defense team categorized these mistakes as big and pointed out that proof beyond a reasonable doubt must be proven and there can't be these kinds of mistakes that go right to the heart of the issue. So sentencing. Toops was found guilty on the one count of falsification, which was a first-degree misdemeanor, punishable with up to six months in jail and a $1,000 fine. He had already served some weeks in jail on a probation violation earlier in the case. So some probation violation that he was on, but just pair that up for a second. He's a, he's a corrections officer who's got a probation violation that's sitting in the wings I don't I don't know how you I know guys that are on probation and they can't get a job at Denny's. <laughs> yeah. How does this pencil? Anyway, so because of this case that probation violation kicks back in and so he's he does some jail time for that. Um and uh I, I will say this, though. I think one of the most glaring omissions from this case that we have covered so far is one of the biggest, I would say, differences between how a court proceeding has to proceed and how a podcast episode proceeds. You know what the one of the biggest differences there, I would say, is? What? Ads. Because <laughs> that's how we have to pay the bills, because we aren't funded by the state or local governments. All right. I would say after you answer that phone call, we won't be funded at all. <laughs> the tax commission one? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably about an award. I'm guessing I probably get – I'm getting an award for most taxes. That is a way to look at it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That is certainly a glass is half full mentality. They're, they're really good to people. Like, you know, they're always like, hey, yeah. we wanted to let you know you won. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I win? And they're like, come An and find out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we're bringing pizza. You're paying for it. And I'm like, oh yay! So okay, now on to the second case that I mentioned about Jason Toops. He's the at this point former corrections officer. Okay, on October seventh, twenty twenty one. Jason Toops reappeared in the Crawford County Common Pleas Court for his first arraignment and bond hearing. He was being represented by Mansfield attorney James Mayer III, and uh, there was a special prosecutor in this case. Uh, During the hearing, Toops entered a not guilty plea. And the state and defense argued over his bond. What was the not guilty plea for? Rape. Oh, that's a big change of scenery. Yeah. So his bond yeah, was you initially fit a lot set of, at, lot of drunk women in the back of a Chevy Avalanche. Yes, he's. <laughs> this one gets weird. It, it, believe it or not. So his initial bond was set at $750,000. His lawyers argued that it was excessive 
and requested a reduction to $25,000. However, prosecution argued for a higher bond citing threats, alcohol, violence, and trouble caused at the victim's workplace. Ultimately, the judge set Toop's bond at $100,000 with a strict condition that he was supposed to live with his parents. Which he already was. So that's not... <laughs> What's this guy's name? What, Toop? Jason Toops. All right. November 10th, 2021. Toops appears in court again. His uh, attorneys request a delay in his uh, rape trial, which was scheduled to begin the following week. They were asking for more time to prepare for the trial because there were over 40 hours of audio to review. (sighs) I'm just looking at pictures of this guy. He... Yeah, he looks Definitely like everything looks like you would imagine. He would get hard at the thought of impersonating an officer. He is the poster boy for the the guy that they hire in a film to just get the living daylights beaten out of him as a cop by yeah. some pot, some what do you call those villains that we want to see win, you know? Like this would be the guy that's turned into human paste. In the movie. All right. So here's here's where things start to twist and turn. Now, remember, his charge is rape. Right. And I can Prosec- – looking into his eyes, I can see that. He's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> the this prosecution- guy did it. <laughs> You're jumping to conclusions. I am not. But here's what the prosecution cited. A failing marriage – Alleged rape and domestic violence were all the reasons that they felt that they should be given that he should be given a much higher bond than a hundred thousand dollars. Toops requested the reduction in his bond while he was awaiting trial. Uh, the the his attorneys claimed that he was indigent and that he wasn't able to make the hundred thousand dollar bond. They they argued that the bond the prosecution argued that the bond was necessary uh, to to make sure that they encouraged him to appear in court. Um, the judge was like, "Well, that makes sense. Okay, uh, I'm going to drop it to sixty thousand dollars. You got to live with your mom still, though. Your mom can your mom come up with six thousand? Now I know she almost gave four thousand to some lady, so I'm guessing that uh, she probably has six. Boom, bonded out. $6,000 later, Toops was released from custody after making his reduced bond, still facing one count of rape and one count of domestic violence. The trial date was reset, August 22nd, 2022. Guess who he raped? That's a really odd question because that's really hard for you to answer. Yeah, yeah. How can I? I don't know. I'm not from this town. Did did your Rolodex of people in Ohio just start going off and you're like, "Uh, could it be them? His mother. Looking at him, his mother. (laughs) His wife. Okay. Yep. His wife at the time. And this is definitely looking at him. This is the kind of guy that thinks that once you're married, 
it's you've got the okay. You you could just have it whenever you want. It's not ripe anymore. Yeah. So also, so it's his wife. Also, remember there was four. There were forty hours of audio. So here's here's how here's how it went down. After a three hour deliberation uh, into the third day of trial, jury found Toops guilty of rape, a first degree felony punishable by up to eleven years in prison. Toops lawyer James Mayer argued that the victim had framed Toops and that the couple had consensual sex after 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 the alleged rape. <laughs> so how this went down, prosecution presents audio in this case, evidence of the victim repeatedly telling Toops no to sex during the act. And what had happened was they were having an argument and she had hit record as she was prone to do uh, in these cases. Hits record. He keeps pressuring her for sex. She keeps saying no. He keeps pressuring her. She keeps saying no. She galumps off to bed alone. Gets in bed. Doesn't realize that she's still recording he comes in, rape ensues, and then after that, another sexual encounter occurs the next day before he goes to work because he's once again pressuring her for sex. And so she says, I was, re- I was reluctant to do it, but I went ahead and did a another sex act where she, where she uses a part of her face right to that's a uh, confusing way to say blowjob but yeah and then the and then the and then the defense attorneys were like hang on that makes you probably like a whore she's like no oh. actually what it is is i didn't want him to domestic it's violence better than me being raped and this is my way out. And they were like, ha-ha, but you still did it. And they was like, that's disgusting. You're a terrible person, lawyer, for trying to say that the victim is not a victim because they were trying to, co- you know, Lessen the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, didn't work. On October 31st, 2022... Toops was sentenced to five to seven and a half years in prison by Judge Howard Hall. And he also, is now learning what non-consensual sex is. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prosecution, they requested a maximum of six to 11 years. He is uh, using well, his face. <laughs> His lawyers tried for three to four and a half years. Uh, in his statement at the end, Toops tearfully apologized to his family and to the victim. After serving his sentence, Toops will be labeled as a tier three sex offender and will have to report in person to the That's county That's a $5 tier if you want to come to a <laughs> Tier three sex offender, $5 tier. You want to be also a tier. You can get TCK not on one calls. Find um. us at eleven fifty nine media dot supercast dot com. 
Oof. But anyway, tier three sex offender, which means that he's going to be on that sex offender map that we can all find. Also, I think that probably means he has to keep his lights off during Halloween. Uh, anyway, so he has to report to the county sheriff every 90 days for the rest of his life after he gets out of jail. And he's still – he's still – his bum is probably still a bit sore because this just kicked off in October 31st of last year. So he's probably still getting used to his position. Yes, he is, is having a bad time right now. Yeah. Uh, somebody who worked in corrections, for you to go in as a rapist – is already bad, like you're going to get it, but to go in as a rapist and as an ex-corrections officer, oh, he is just in a world of butthurt. Just, yeah, he's, he's going to get it. He's going to get oh, it. Wish I could be a fly on the wall. Me too. Me too. Um, oh, I feel, so that was feel our happy good. ending? Yeah, well, it could be because, you know, that what would be really fun is if I started doing these episodes, then the happy ending was actually like an interview with the people that have been taking, quote unquote, care of him in prison. That would be fun. That would be fun. I wonder if I could get those interviews. Probably not. Let's move on to something else. Today, for a happy ending... I thought that we would listen to a couple voicemails that we've received. Okay. Does that sound fun? That sounds like a blast. All right. One second. I forgot to load these, so give me just one sec. Okay. When you know Christmas is coming. I'm just singing while I do this. So you can know that everything's good. Can you remember the time? That your baby fell out of the woods. You know the time is right. When a day turns into night. And can't find out he's got chlamydia. Once again the fight begins for his life. Yeah. You don't have to fight for your life with chlamydia. Maybe. Just like a dick cold. I got, <laughs> I got the I got the episodes loaded. Here we go. Back to being a professional podcast. <clears throat> this first one is a two-parter sent to us by a lovely woman named Feminazi Libtard. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Okay. That was that was her name. I can say that because that's literally what she call, called herself. I'm very excited. I'm I am too. Excited. When I saw this, I was like, wow, I need to hear this action. So without further abuse, here is part one of the saga of Feminazi Libtard's voicemails to 1159 Media. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello, boys. This is, I think, like, I just got on Patreon, like, super recently. Well, I just did, like, the 1159 one. And um, I think on there, I'm Dragon Onion. And then uh, I have you guys on Instagram as a Feminazi Lift Card. Um, any hoozles. I just fucking wanted to say 
uh, you guys are the shit. You're like my shit. Like not the one that comes out of the back end, but just like you know the shit. And like <laughs> I like you know like getting on Patreon and stuff. I like didn't really like ever look at what you guys looked like before, but it was not what I expected at all. Like in my head, I was like listening to Mr. Bean and Joe Dirt. And then I go look at your guys' pictures and stuff. And I was so confused. And sometimes you guys look alike when I like got, I don't know. Anyways, um, keep it up kids. Um, I like usually listen to you guys at work and I'm like, always laughing to myself and I think my coworkers think I'm crazy because I try to make a joke that I was laughing at dead babies and then now that every time I chuckle alone they think I'm laughing at dead babies but I'm just laughing at your guys' uh, banter so toodaloo take care and um, you know hugs and stuff bye well that was that I was that took a right when I was expecting it to take a hard left <laughs> Right, I was like, I was pleasantly, I was both pleasantly surprised and pleased and disappointed because I was ready for a fight. When what I a saw sweetheart that. that girl is! She's so I nice. love her. Also, also, that's the kind like when I think about a voice that I could listen to on a podcast, like I could listen to her. You know that that's the, that's a nice voice. Like she's got a nice voice. I could listen to that voice do a podcast about like I don't know. Probably anything, but I think she'd probably be good at like just one a podcast called Mimosas. Mimosas. Or or let's talk about dead babies. You know, she would yeah. be she'd be fun. She'd be fun. That was that was very great. That that was not what I was expecting, but could you wouldn't it be fun if she did a podcast from her work and she's like, Okay guys, today I gotta talk kinda quiet because I'm at work. Today we're talking about a dead baby. And mimosas. Okay, so let me let me start out here. October twelfth. What? What do you need? What? No, it's in a file. I already put it in the drawer. No, just go. it's over there. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. That would be so fun if she had to do like an undercover podcast from her work. <laughs> I would listen to the crap out of that. At anyway, that's part one. That's part one. Now. Let's play Choose Your Own Adventure. Do you think part two, voicemail two from Feminati Liptard, maintained the same direction or did it lose some of its direction and become more flaccid? Well, judging by your what you're saying here, I'm going to go with the latter. All right. What if I told you that I haven't listened to part two? Oh, okay. I have, but I haven't. But but I just wanted to seem mysterious. Here we go. Okay. Hello. Hello. This is uh, Dragon. Once again, I left a freaking uh, a voicemail the other night or something, but I was a little intoxicated, and I realized, you know, like like some things just kind of come back to you. Uh, it takes a couple days sometimes, but I had mentioned something about laughing at dead babies, and I would just like to clarify. <laughs> what I meant by that because it's very obviously it sounds very you know not good so um it was in one of the 911 episodes uh with the twins that got shot 
um, for like the marijuana and the money thing. Okay, so what I was laughing at. Ah, yes, one of our funniest episodes. A lot of people so say that. Is like, you know, um, the, on the 911 call, the mom was saying something about, oh, they shot like three times. And then like, it turns out it was like 37 or something like that, or like 11. And so I was laughing. I was like, how do you can like in my brain? I was like, that is a very big difference. And then like my coworkers were like, what are you laughing at? And I, I'm, I don't know how to talk to people. And I'm just like, all right. So this kid got shot. This baby got shot and died. And then like, that's all I could like get out. And they just thought I was just a horrible person. So anyways, I would just, I was just trying to clarify that. And I'm, I might be a little intoxicated. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for making life less lonely. Oh man, she is a whole mood. She is a whole mood. Oh, it was so good. Oh man, I just thought that was fun. Yeah, was that Jess? (laughs) (laughs) It kind of sounded like Jess. I like how she's like, and I don't know how to like talk to people. So (laughs) I don't want Jess because she didn't end it with whore. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my goodness. That was fun. I thought that was fun. Um, I do have one more. I've got another one. Okay. One more. Now this one comes from somebody who just called themselves Love Yourself Forever. Love Yourself Forever. Okay. And anytime, usually if uh if somebody prefaces their name with like like a demand to other people like love yourself forever. Or if it came across or if their description on Twitter is like, love everybody. If you don't love everybody, then I will cancel you. You know, then you kind of know that something's going to come. That's a little backward. Anyway, let's listen to what love yourself forever had to say. Okay, here we go. Hey, uh, I was listening to episode 79 of Extraterrestrials, and um, I just wanted you to know that you're not alone in the fact that you feel like you can't keep friends um, in a basic sense. I, I don't keep I don't keep friends. I mean, I still talk to like one or two people I went to high school with and I occasionally will hear from people I've worked with or whatever. But as far as like. You know, a friendship where you go hang out and you talk to each other, you know, check in with each other and and do things together. I don't I barely get my fiance to do anything with me that doesn't require us sitting down and watching YouTube videos. So. I know how you feel, um, but I I just wanted you to know that you weren't alone in that and. There's always worse things that could be, you know, there are always worse things that could be happening, but I know how it feels. And I just wanted you to make, like, I wanted to make sure you knew you weren't alone and feeling like that. And that there are other people out there who just don't have friends and don't know why. So hang in there, keep doing what you're doing and just be you and the right people will eventually gravitate that way is how I feel about and that one got cut off. But I love this person because think, think, walk through this with me for a second. So she's listening to an episode of the show and she feels so 
compelled about something that we were talking about that she went and hunted down our voicemail. Yeah, this is called an empath. I just I this was is somebody so... that cares for other people. She wanted you. She wanted you to feel better about yourself because she cares about how you feel. Yeah, I was touched. I mean, because it it takes effort. You got to go to our website. You got to like make sure you can leave a voicemail. Blah 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 blah. And she and I just was like, that is that is sweet. And and then also in my head, I kind of had a Quentin, a Quentin Tarantino vision of what was playing out at her house while she was doing this. And I kind of just felt like maybe what was happening is she's on a corded phone in her parents' house. And her best friend and her parents had gathered for a, a intervention. And she came over, subsequently killed everybody. <laughs> And then felt like she needed to leave this voicemail. And she's just kind of down by her side, you know, kind of loosely swinging the gun that she <laughs> used. And the bunch of dead people in the other room that she keeps kind of looking over at. Like, sometimes you just can't keep friends, you know? I just and you to in know the show notes of this episode for the listener, there is a link to her commissary. <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> I just was touched. I thought. I thought. Yeah, this is a some, good person. Yeah. Oh, uh, I. It, what's funny is when I when we get new voicemails, I instantly feel like scared to listen to them because I don't know what people are going to come with. But uh, in this case, is my heart was warmed by both of these. Um, there was another one here. It was praising you, but I think we'll leave that for another time. Like, play it. Play okay. it. One second. I got to add it. <laughs> One second. All right. Okay. Here, okay, fine. Here's one from uh, – I'm, I'm not going to say her whole name. Kim S. Okay. Okay, and uh, the title of this one's "This is all real." This is all real. <laughs> okay, okay. Here, here we go. Hey, y'all. Hey, Kent. So, quick question. Um, I know some of what you do is for quote unquote show, but I really am curious if Kent does not like recording the show sometimes. <laughs> Or if the op is really that annoying to Kent. Um, just a question. I appreciate it. Y'all are doing awesome. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> the answer. The answer is yes. Yes. Oh, that was a fun one. Um, I've got okay. I've got one more, and i've I've got to I've got to play this one. Can I elaborate because, on that question? Yeah, go ahead. You you elaborate while I'm okay. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that all, that all you wanted to that all you wanted to. Sometimes wanted to. I am genuinely annoyed. Sometimes it's for the show, and that's the fun for the listener. And and for me, there are keeps... times in TCK where it's genuine annoyance, and there are times whenever I'm just playing around and having a good time. 
But if you know what those toms are, then it's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. That's what keeps our friendship yeah. so be- so best friendship is <laughs> like I don't it, – it keeps me coming back because I'm like, I don't know. If, ah. <laughs> Just feel like, you know, we're really good friends. Anyway, this last voicemail made me chuckle. So <laughs> – Oh, here's a little insight, backstory. Whenever we post something to our supporters, our uh, people that uh, you know support us on Patreon or on our new platform, uh, 1159media.supercast.com, um, a lot of the time, <laughs> Jess is giving me eyes like I don't know that I should be marketing that yet. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we're not ready, but maybe we are. I don't know. Anyway, every time we post something, the first like seven comments are people like first, third, fifth, and then there's always somebody that's like splixed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it just it devolves into like hieroglyphics, and and so this 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 voicemail made me laugh. So um, here's that's the backstory. Here's the voicemail. First. <laughs> that is officially the first first that we received from Ready Drake on voicemail. So, Ready Drake, you uh, win first place. Oh, and on that, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Okay. About 1159 Media does does this show and a lot of other shows. If you like what you're hearing here, probably something's wrong with you. Also, give us a one-star to a five-star review. You may think that we don't want the one-stars, but if you give us a one-star, may show up on the podcast. That but actually, don't do that because that actually really does affect our ratings. Don't do that negatively. Give us a five-star. Ooh, I've got an idea. Hate the show? Give us a five-star, but then in your review, say how much you hate us. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that does that, I'll read it on the air. <laughs> Suckers. Um, <laughs> hugs, everybody. Bye. <laughs>